0: hey guys we're back at high scholars this week for our second podcast um, and we're gonna talk about the movie Charlie Wilson's War which it which I'll have Isabella tell
1: you what it's about. Hi guys. So, directed by Mike Nichols and written by Aaron Sorkin, Charlie Wilson's War is a 2007 American comedy drama film based on the story of U.S. Congressman Charlie Wilson and CIA operative Gus Um This movie talks about um, Operation Cyclone, which was a, pro- a program to organize the support, the to support the uh, Afghan Mujahideen during the Soviet-Afghan War. Um, the program allowed the Mujahideen to fight back against the Soviets because for a while they were uh, not doing so well in the war. Mortality rates were really high. And, um,
2: and um, uh, the movie is basically Charlie Wilson, Senator Charlie Wilson, going to Congress, trying to get all these um, movements passed where he can get more funding to help the Mujahideen to get more supplies and weapons and such to defeat Soviet um, invasion on Afghanistan. And then the ending, spoiler alert, is, um, well, not really spoiler alert, but during the entire time, Everyone's really proud of Charlie, but at the very end, um, Charlie regrets uh, all of his actions because all they did was go in there, basically destroy their land, and the U.S. didn't help restore Afghanistan and make it a better nation, such as, like, funding for building schools and things, so that was the part that he regretted the most, and that's
0: basically how the ruby ended. I think we need to talk about, like, why the Soviets invaded Afghanistan. Um, do you know
3: why? Um, uh, so the Soviet Union wanted, uh, their main economic staple is oil, and they knew in the Arabian Peninsula is where some of the primest oil you can find in the world is, so they thought if they could uh, invade through the area that Mujahideen was at, and they could travel down, and basically set them up to a clear and easy pathway to a Middle Eastern oil.
2: Well, it says here that um, in December of 1979, during the Cold War, the Soviet Army invaded Afghanistan to. Um, prop up the communist government of the mm-hmm. People's Democratic Party of Afghanistan. Yeah. So basically, the Soviets just wanted to implement communism on Afghanistan,
0: which is why the U.S. felt the need to step in with our troops. Not just even like Charlie Wilson, because that's not our he funded, but like the United States as a whole went to war. You know, we were anti-communism for. Yeah, for a really long time. I mean, we still are, but there, there's not really a spread of communism right now, so it's not an issue. But that's like, probably why we put troops there. If you look at it
2: comparatively, the Soviets were trying to implement communism and were basically trying to implement
3: democracy. So, yeah. that's... Well, the uh, Soviet Union, of course, wanted to bring communism to wherever they go. the main reason they wanted to go through. Uh, the Afghanistan. I mean, they could have went anywhere they wanted to and spread communism. The reason mm-hmm. is, well, they went to the revenue because less oil, and uh, the U.S. of course, we fight this crusade of, against communism for democracy, which you know is, is invalid, partly true. It's also partly true that we need we wanted to defend our supply of oil, which was in the Middle East. So it's, it's definitely a political, a political and economic uh, causation of the Soviet Afghan
0: mm-hmm. war. And Let's talk about the span. About. Social, political, economic, and military aspects of the movie.
1: Um, so I definitely and think... The war. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think branching off of political and economic came um, military because the uh, American government supplied the Afghan people with a lot of weapons. Oh, and uh, they... Um, They gave them, like, really big guns and um, a lot of, you know, supplies to help them in the war, so.
0: Which the Mujahideen was, like, refugees from Afghanistan, like, in a certain place, like, all, like, in the movie you see there's, like, thousands of these people in one little tiny area. They're being pushed out by the Soviets. So um, Charlie Wilson had gone over and seen all these things and he wanted to do something about it. And so that's why he was trying to get the funding because he met, uh, children with no arms and mothers who had lost their children. And he was just, he wanted to do something. And I guess in the end he realized that he didn't do the right something or he couldn't finish what he started. He did the right thing by, like, getting the Soviets out, but he couldn't finish what he started then. And he just had to leave after that. And I think that he he wasn't too happy about that. I think that really uh, I don't, I don't, disappointed him. I guess he was more disappointed in himself than at that point. But that's what he, that's his role in it, which... It's based on a true story, so uh, that actually happened. Fun fact, Charlie's Angels are Charlie Wilson's little Secretary. his secretaries that worked for him because he only had attractive women work for him.
3: Going back to like Charlie Wilson as a person, he's quite an interesting person, uh, believe it or not. He's a congressman from the state of Texas. Uh, I think he was in the house, wasn't he? Uh, anyway, he's in Congress, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, she she talked about uh, Charlie's Angels and uh, how they were uh, fairly, they were attractive women, and he said uh, you, you can teach him how he's in, in the house yeah, yeah. he's in the house uh you, you you can teach him how to type, but you can't teach him to grow big tits. Which is hilarious, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and he got multiple DUIs. He was a—he's uh, oh, he he separate
0: from extreme of,
3: alcoholism.
0: In the movie, he got accused of doing mm. like okay. cocaine, yeah, uh, which they said wasn't true here, but like the person, the his witness that said he didn't do it, it was like no. I don't see you cooking there, so I'll do it
1: here somewhere else. It's <laughs> yeah.
0: not in the United States,
1: but um, it says that Wilson's first. Wilson's attention is first drawn to the Soviet Army occupation of Afghanistan when he watches a televised Dan Rather report while hot tubbing with cocaine-snorting strippers, a centerfold, and an aspiring producer in Las Vegas. Oh, that's
0: how the movie starts, Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: So, he was...
0: Uh, FYI, in case you want to watch it, don't watch it with your children, because everybody's <laughs> naked at the beginning. It is definitely rated R.
1: And his brief graphic nudity.
2: Uh, And it starts Tom Hanks and Julia Roberts and Philip Hoffman, so pretty good cast. But on to
0: the implications of
2: the of the war.
0: Um, Like we said, it. I'm not really sure if we can pick one aspect that it particularly started with, whether it be political or economic. I feel like. Uh, the Soviets had a double agenda. They, they It's not like they wanted, oh, if we go in and spread communism, it's okay if we don't get to the oil. Or if we go in and get to the oil, it's okay if we don't spread communism. I feel like it was all or nothing for them. So you can't really choose between a political and economic agenda here at this point. They they had all these uh Plans for themselves in Afghanistan, which is where the United States comes in, and like we were talking about in Cold War era, we were just anti-communism and and not that we were spreading democracy. We just didn't want to. We just feared communism, like it. Yeah, uh, because I mean, you said that. What did you say? It was called the Democratic State um, of. Afghan or something? What was it called? Democratic... <gasps> democratic Party of Afghanistan. People's Democratic Party of Afghanistan. Okay. So, Afghanistan was democratic, quote-unquote, but I'm not really sure they were democratic. Did they have like a... What did they have? Who was their leader? Uh, did they have a president? Yeah. Did they have... I
3: think was Catholic, it was wasn't it? also want
0: to see the president. No, uh, I went to see the president of Pakistan, oh. not the president of Afghanistan. I'm not even sure Afghanistan has a president, but uh, uh, yeah. But I agree. The point is, okay. I'm pretty sure that Afghanistan isn't really a democratic nation, and I don't think uh, oh, they do have a president. Okay,
3: never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, they do now.
1: Yeah, they do now. Oh, the reason why he went to see the Pakistani president was because, um, that's where the refugees were, right? Yeah. They were all
3: in yeah. Pakistan. What's her name, the woman's name? Um, in let's see. Her name um, was, um, she committed to go to speak to the president over, um, he- uh, helping the Mujahideen. Joanne Herring. Yeah.
0: Because all the refugees were actually not in Afghanistan. They were pushed out of Afghanistan right. into Pakistan. Pakistan. And that's where the issue a- arose, like,
1: because they got
0: out. And they were, you know, disrupting life in Pakistan. And I suppose the president of Pakistan needed help on something to do.
1: And something you don't really see in this movie is the, I mean, you do, but it's not as big as, like, the themes of, like, the other movie. Um, is the social aspect of it all. Like you mostly see economic, political, and military, but you don't really, like one of the big themes isn't really social. Except for when you, uh, when he goes to the refugee camps and you see like the children and the deaths and stuff like that.
3: And
0: I feel like the social part comes in the after, in the aftermath, which is how, like when we, when Charlie Wilson Wilson helped fund it like provide weapons to the Mujahideen to fight out the Soviet Union, it, that was successful. But then we had all these leftover, you know, weapons and um, things like that. And it, within the Mujahideen, there's a few radicals, which is um, what helped form the Taliban. Which is where you get the social aspect, and this, the aftermath leads to the attack on 9/11. So I think the social is there. It's just, I mean, in the real life, not in the movie, but um, in real life, like the social comes a little bit after. It may not be right when it starts, but it comes eventually because it all it all kind of goes together.
2: So what about now? Like are, uh not invasion but like us going into Afghanistan and uh, how does that have an effect on us in Afghanistan today? Um, yes. Like effects on Afghanistan today? Um.
3: Oh, so uh, so I would say the effects on Afghanistan today aren't that much different from what they would have been. So, all we basically did was regime change from where uh, <clears throat> Islamic uh, fundamentalists were at the head of the issue. And that uh, the CIA, in our stand up, hosted uh, trainings for a guerrilla warfare uh, type warfare. And uh, Osama bin Laden attended the these trainings. And so we trained him, and he, he went and trained uh, the radicals within the Mujahideen, and they formed the Taliban, and they carried out the attacks on uh, September 11th. In New York City so uh, I would say yes it, it has still affected us today
0: and it's affecting Afghanistan I mean us going in there like we went in not just with like with what Charlie did but like our military went into Afghanistan and today uh, Obama is still have troops in Afghanistan and they're still not all being pulled out, so which we used to have a lot more, and they're working on getting every troop out. But we don't really know um, at this point what that might what might happen if we do pull all of our troops out and we just say hands off in Afghanistan. I don't think the United States government really wants to say hands off, but they don't really know what they need to do at this point either.
3: A lot of people believe that uh, if oh, Obama's day, you know, he's going to keep, uh, his initial goal was to pull all troops out of Afghanistan. I think we, it was at 100,000 whenever we took office in the 08. Now he just lowered it recently to 8,400. Most of these are covert type specialists, you know, who do specially equipped missions that will require a certain training, and uh, people believe if he pulled everyone out. It would just let the Middle East go to crap again. I mean, it was for nothing, because there's still evil in my perception over the Middle East. And you know, there's always going to be evil there, as long as they keep the same ideology that they have.
0: I mean, they're not all evil. You can't
2: get it.
3: Right. Them. Right. That's right. But... Uh, uh,
0: like the idea, like, we took out... Um, Osama bin Laden, and then a new person steps in in his place.
3: It, it, it's just regime change, and always will be as long as the ideology exists.
2: Well, speaking of Obama's recent statement, so uh, sometime last week he came out and talked about his plan for Afghanistan for the rest of his term, and like Seth said, he said he was going to leave. About- 8,400 troops in the Middle East with two missions, which are training and advising the Afghan forces and supporting counterterrorism operations against terrorist groups. And so there are people supporting um, keeping troops in Afghanistan, and there are
0: those who oppose it. So, um, are you? I was just, I think it's interesting that we call it counterterrorism. Like, we are terrorists to them as well. Yeah. And I think, like, why why, why would we even call ourselves, like, why would we even say counterterrorism? That's just basically messing up to the fact that we do terroristic acts
3: (laughs) where they live, like. I mean, terrorism is a broad word since uh, 9-11 because uh, it's just enforcing or uh, uh, providing, I don't know how to word it, but striking terror on another group of people. I mean, every war since the beginning of mankind, every conflict has been terror, so to speak.
1: I think terror could be defined in different ways, too. Like, um, Isn't it supposed to be like, it's not by the government? Like, it's not
0: the government oh, try, didn't say... Uh, civilians. Yeah, the government didn't say, let's do this. Like, it's well, by... we
3: acts of terror, then? Because our, the U.S. military is going in. in I just uh, think it's interesting shots. that we
1: call it counter-terrorism. counter-terrorism.
3: Oh, we're trying yeah. to counter-terrorism. Yeah. That's
1: the look at it. Yeah, the, the fact that we went in to... Uh, Afghanistan and gave them weapons that, I mean, they had never seen before. Like, they were, um, you know, like new age weapons to a society that has never seen that or been trained in that before. So that could have, you know, maybe been considered an act of terror for them too, because they didn't know what to expect. Also, I feel like that might have sparked an interest
0: to those that, you know, were angry with what was going on. Um, with their families and people they cared about dying and being hurt we come in and we're like here let's give you all this brand new stuff and you can do whatever you want with it and it's kind of like they felt you know empowered I, I, I would imagine you know if you're angry and you want to do something and then someone comes over and gives you free things to do whatever you want to kill people that you're angry with I think that um, that's a big step for people who I've never you know like you said, they never seen anything like that. And they're like, wow, I didn't even know there was something like this that we could use to fight for our cause and for what we care about.
2: Um, so
0: I have a quick question.
2: Like, um, so at the end of the movie, a few um, policymakers are sitting around the table and Kelly Wilson is trying to start um, reforms in Afghanistan, building schools and everything, and uh, building back Afghanistan. But um, the other, I don't know if they're congressmen, or the other people in the room, um, they are like, like, they're wondering if Afghan is a thing anymore. Like, they don't think it's a thing anymore because The Soviets are out, so that they think that that's the end of it, and they don't need to help Afghanistan um, improve from their current, like their current rich then state, I guess. And so, like, what does that say about the American government? What does that say about the um, purpose,
0: like our purpose, going into other countries? Yeah, I think it's interesting that there's a point where we say. We're like oh it's okay if we go in at first you know we're gonna get these people out and then we're just kind of like okay we're done we did our job but I don't even know if it was our job to begin with I mean obviously this was Charlie Wilson he was having like some sort of compassion towards these people once he saw what was happening and like that's a good thing for humans I believe a good quality for humans to have some compassion for one another but then we, we pick and choose where we show compassion as well. And I think that, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to be compassionate when when there's a lot like that goes in, into play. Like, Like, yeah, he was helping them, you know, keep themselves safe. But where does that stop? Where does it stop being our... It, it's never really our business to begin with. So, you know, it's just kind of like, you don't really know what to do in that situation. Do you show compassion on these people? Do you help them? Or do you just say, this is not our business, we don't need to be there in the first place?
3: So that responsibility lies on usually the current administration of the executive office and uh, what they believe the, responsibli- the responsibility of the U.S. should partake. And uh, the current administration during the time uh, believed that they should remove the conflict to prevent uh, the Soviet Union from getting to oil, from prevent the spread of communism, to contain it. And uh, so whenever we left after conflict and Charlie Wilson couldn't get his education bill passed to establish a school in Afghanistan, uh, we left this humongous power vacuum for, uh, I don't want to say evil again, but, you know, for for different ideologies to partake and inspire people to think certain things that uh, can be harmful to one another.
1: Um, Speaking of vacuum, it says uh, that... This, the film, um, the book that the film is based, which is George the III, wrote that the Mujahideen's victory in Afghanistan ultimately opened a power vacuum for bin Laden. By the end of, um, quote, by the end of 1993 in Afghanistan itself, there were no roads, no schools, just a destroyed country, and the United States was watching its hands of any responsibility it was in this vacuum that the Taliban and Osama bin Laden would emerge as the dominant players. It is ironic that a man who had almost nothing to do with the victory over the Red Army, Osama bin Laden, would come to personify the power of the jihad, end quote.
0: I also think it's interesting how we didn't actually know what we were funding.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the movie, it was, you know, hush hush. I mean, only one person had to know what it was and if one person approved of it, then everyone else was like, "I'm sure it's fine." Mm-hmm. And so there was one guy. What was his name? What was that guy's name? Uh,
3: the yes, yes, committee
0: yes, chairman. Yes, chairman. Um,
3: or just not. No. Oh wait.
0: So, anyways, um, Charlie Wilson had this guy, and he was like, "What was the girl's name?"
1: Um, Joanna Herring.
0: Okay, so he- Or Joanne. 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 So, Charlie Wilson knew Joanne, they were like friends, and Charlie Wilson was like, I need them to fund this. And Joanne was like, okay, well you're gonna have to- and she kept being religious about it. And he was like-
3: She saw it as a more per se for her.
0: Yeah and he was like no you have to stop saying that she's like this is how you're going to get them to help you you this is how you will get the funding so she got the one man that they needed approval from to say okay i'll do this and then he felt there's a scene in the movie where he goes and he sees all these people he's rallying them and he's talking about how they're going to eliminate evil and this is the war against evil
2: And then Good against
0: uh, versus evil. And
2: then the US
0: would always go for the good.
2: Yeah. He says
0: that at the very end of the speech and everyone's like and everyone's just sitting there. Yeah. Everyone's, you know, chanting for him and and so it's kinda like he feels so good about himself that he's about to help these people get what they want. And he gets up there and he's like, I'm doing this for you. And then Everyone else in the United States has no idea what's going on, but they're like, okay, he said we can do it. Let's do it. And I just want to know, do you think they would have approved it if they had known
1: what it was? Especially how much money was going into it, Yeah, yeah. Like, there was like, an Do you think they would have said yes? Yeah? Who? Who's the? the? The
0: committee. The committee, yeah. I think so.
3: You think so? I, I don't know if it would have been a unanimous vote for yes, no. it's very it dangerous to arm. Yeah. Didn't it ha-
0: doesn't it have to be unanimous? No, it doesn't.
3: I don't think so. I okay. think it's Jordy on the code. Oh, okay. I'm not entirely
0: sure. I don't quote anybody, but. <laughs> <laughs> but like they didn't know and they still voted for it. All that money, they were just like, "This guy's reasonable enough. We can
1: trust what
2: he saying. How much did the money
1: increase? It was. Uh, it was from like five million to 10 like ten
3: million, and then
1: it, it kept doubling. Eventually, I think it, it, it well, like did. How or One
3: billion. Uh, I think it was one billion. Just what we kept out at. And <laughs> then they wouldn't approve. One million dollars to establish a school. Of course, there's all who, who you gonna, what are you gonna teach at the school? Who's gonna be in the administration? Who's gonna force kids or bring the kids to the school? So I guess there was a lot of, a lot of bags that came along with the policy, but still, only million dollars.
2: Well, do you all think we could have done something different? Do you all think that um, we could have prevented a lot of the problems we currently have by continuing to help Afghanistan back then to oh, I mean, develop?
0: Didn't we? I mean, we're still there. When did we first send troops there as like- 51. The military. Was it before or after but Way
3: before.
0: We had like yeah. a
2: discussion um, in class like where the funding was going into. Like the United States is trying to um, make improvements in Afghanistan, but nothing's working. Like um, one of our classmates said, she was like, we're trying to bring a 14th century nation into the 21st century. And that's physically impossible. Like, you can't just all of a sudden completely develop a country to become something like us. Yeah. And then those the funding that is going into Afghanistan currently, it's like trillions of dollars. And there was this one rose that another classmate was talking about that they started building and it just got ruined, like, billions, millions and billions of dollars went into that single road, like, and it's not even used, it's not, like, properly functioning. There are a lot of those cases where the United States has um, contracted with private uh, corporations um, to start developing Afghanistan, but there have been incidents of fraud where millions and billions of dollars have been have gone to waste. And it just questions like, what exactly is our tax, what, what exactly are our tax dollars going into? Like the government saying like, oh, we're helping this, we're helping that, but is it
0: like really working? And I think uh, I would question what are our intentions? Because in class we were talking about how, you know, the United States still has good intentions even if it's not really working, but do we? Do we have good intentions? Are we over there to help them, or are we over to get our own
1: agenda and
0: like in line?
1: Well, and just like playing devil's advocate here, but what if the whole point of us being in the Soviet Afghan War was for us to actually fight the Soviets instead of helping the Afghans?
3: Uh, definitely part of it was to contain communism. But going out at the point that you made, uh, the fiscal irresponsibility responsibility of the U.S. government is no surprise. We, we've been terrible with funds for since we've existed pretty much, and uh, we're, we're throwing all this money in the Middle East, and we're wasting – I have no idea the particular amount, but I would say the majority of the money. to crap, absolute crap, and uh, uh, the U.S. taxpayer dollars are going to this. It's not just an international issue. It's more of a domestic issue as well for the, much of the welfare state and other uh, social a- agencies that we have, but uh, yeah –
0: I mean, those people, they have to want to be helped. They do. And if they don't care, like, I don't think they care to educate women or girls. Those aren't their priorities at all. So we go over there and we try to build a school, and we're like, everyone gets to come. They're like, no, only the boys. I mean, there's a different culture there. There's a different belief system. And we can't just say, yeah, we're going to make this school. Young girls and young boys can come and they can learn about, you know, what are they going to learn about? We learn about U.S. history here. We learn about, you know, things that pertain, I mean, there's other things that we learn, like chemistry and, and pre-cal, which is, you know, universal I suppose, but they have to, I mean, they have to start somewhere, I guess, but it's just who's going to teach them? Who's going to go? Because, I mean, they don't. They don't.
1: They don't care about that kind of thing. In branching off the belief system, uh, I mean, like the United States is was started as a Christian-based society, mm-hmm. and
3: you know, even though we have
1: freedom of religion, we still have the pretty much Christian ideals, and um, a lot of the countries in the Middle East are based off of a. Yeah. Are based off of a. Um, islamic society so they have completely different ideals and priorities than we do yeah yeah it's like
0: so they um like it's just our government you know like you said it's based off christianity not that it like it can be molded with other beliefs because we're here because we have you know ideas that aren't limited to just christianity Mm
2: -hmm.
0: we are for the people so but in a that's also because we have separation of church and state Mm -hmm. in places like afghanistan i'm pretty sure that does that's not
3: not no the East has no separation of church and state they have caliphates which the religion is basically the government and uh shoot i have no idea where i was going with that
0: Yeah. It's just, you know, it's different. It's not the same. And we can't, we can't go in because I'm, I'm not even sure they want a separation. They're like, it's okay. We all have this religion. It's okay. If our religion is our government. And so we can't go in and say, Hey, let's have this type of government when that's not what they want. They're like this, this, what we have right now is what lines up with what we believe. And so at that point, it's like, we're at a standstill. We can't. There's not much we can
3: do about that. To go back to the point that uh, you or the question that you had, what would, uh, would we do anything different, or could we even do anything different? Uh, so, so let's say that we uh, eradicated most people out in the Middle East. We just carpet bombed the crap out of them. And then we would have uh, subject to regime change, and of course, that's essentially what we did. We uh, left that humongous power uh, power vacuum in the Middle East. The ideology took form and uh, they, they, they took control of you know, they established new caliphates and new people, which different names, same ideologies, that uh, would come to harm uh, different people.
0: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just thinking like, you said same ideologies, I feel like they just have a broad idea and it's not even like they're the same, they're just and will and able to accept people who may have slightly different ideas um so like say like uh, the, like isis they're they have an idea and the basis of that idea is able to reach a broad audience of um people who believe in islam like it's not limited to like certain people like obviously they're radical but they're the idea is not it's not limited to you know only these muslims like if someone else wanted to join they could based on their beliefs does that make sense did that make sense yeah yeah
3: going back to touch on isis they're much of a, an imperialist type of a faith i mean the christianity is too where we want to convert people they're more of a uh, more of a negative connotation of imperialism to where uh, they will they will conquer you instead of just like uh come over and try to convert and uh they come about and they they really like to be uh, recognized as statehood and the way they do this is by uh the united states media you know we talk about isis we talk about how uh, we, we let them terrorize us and it validates them it gives them a sense of feeling that they're what they're doing is right you know they're actually they want to be recognized they want to be put on a map to where uh, they're recognized as an official state which we should refuse to do as long as we can
0: yeah that's like what i was talking about with my group presentation talking about if the wars in the Middle East are religious or not Mm -hmm. and that's i guess that's the social aspect of our of our thoughts is like what are we fighting and i think i mean when i answered this question i said yes it's religious because of the theology behind isis and other terroristic groups they have theological ideas not necessarily ideology it's not a it's a it's based on some sort of religious beliefs they believe they're doing it in the name of allah which is a a religion so (laughs) um I
3: forgot what I was gonna say. Um, oh, talking about all and how it's. A, a oh, yeah. So based.
0: it's not like it's strictly an Islamic belief. Like that, I'm not saying at all that you know ISIS is like pure Muslim Muslim beliefs, but it's like relatable to Muslim beliefs is what I would say. Like it's not really related to relatable to Christianity, like the the way that they use their like the systematic thing that they use their belief system their book that they follow if they have a book isn't doesn't really go with <laughs> yeah no i'm talking about i don't do they read like never mind i'm ranting <laughs> the torah is judaism uh,
1: Okay, I thought it was
3: Buddhism for a second. <laughs> um, and maybe could it be that the. Uh, yes, it's the Quran. It's <laughs> Islam. I screwed that page.
1: <laughs> could it maybe be that they also believe that it's a religious war, but we don't? Like, we see it as more. Of an economic or political stance but maybe they see it as more of a social
3: um,
0: yeah because that's what um, groups terroristic groups that we're fighting we're fighting our war is against quote-unquote terror that's what our war is against but for them I mean they're fighting
3: for yeah. Yeah, They're fighting to defend their home. They're fighting to defend their families, their children. And their faith. Right. But of course you're yeah. seeing, with, with the faith aspect, is the people that the, the private civilians who don't necessarily, who uh, are more moderate, uh, they don't care and they're aggravated about this whole thing because they're seeing their families, their homes, their neighborhoods being blown to smithereens by drone strikes because a few bad apples in the neighborhood are all, creating all this crap that they have to deal with. So, you know, of course, US government and uh, covert missions try to avoid as much civilian casualties as possible. But it's very difficult whenever they take a refugee in the arsenals, into hospitals and schools, and release to where we can't attack these places without killing civilians. And just
0: like that map that I've seen about how, um, like, ISIS, it's. Um, where they have control but where they move freely it's kind of like they're forming their own little statehood and where they are is where everyone else is too like they're trying to get their support from the people that live there through propaganda and whatnot but like it's hard to go in and eliminate what we see as you know evil i say with quotes around it without you know eliminating some of the good it's hard like they're and like we can't even say what who is evil and who is good, we don't really know because there's someone there that we're not going to eliminate, and they're just going to step into the place of the evil because we don't even know about them yet. They're in the shadows right now. It's like never ending. So at this point, we're still in Afghanistan, and we have no idea what we're going to do next there basically the government you know we just keep handing it off to the next president that comes handing the
3: torch to the next uh president so
0: i mean it's an ongoing question what's going to happen next (laughs) so thank you guys for listening we hope that this was insightful (laughs)
1: like and subscribe
0: to our podcasts um and we'll see you We'll see. Well,
2: you'll hear from us again next
0: week. <laughs>